For example, our company, there's the two of us. So we could each be fined $500 a day up to $10,000. So that would be a total of $20,000. Then they could fine our company $500 a day. So that's 10 more thousand. So that's $30,000. And then each of us could spend two years in prison. Yep. Wow. This is Life, Love, and Money with Dr. Angela K. Love, the podcast for couples who want to get a handle on their finances and strengthen their marriage at the same time. We take deep dives into the money challenges most married couples face and get real about them. Plus, practical tips on how to ensure a rock-solid future for your money and your marriage. Now, Dr. Angela K. Love. Hello, I'm your host, Dr. Angela K. Love. And I'm Phil Love. Welcome to the Life, Love, and Money podcast. We want to thank you all for listening Ange, we have an interesting topic today. We do, and we are flipping the tables today. I'm going to be asking you the questions about a new government regulation where you need to report your company. So why don't you start off with telling us about this new regulation? Well, this regulatory update is from the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, which is abbreviated FinCEN. And it started on January 1 of 2024. This was from a law from the Corporate Transparency Act of 2021. FinCEN is part of the U.S. Department of the Treasury, and their goal is to try to make businesses more transparent so they can try to fight against financial crimes like terrorism and money laundering and whatnot. What type of companies need to register with FinCEN? Well, what you have is any corporation or any LLC or a company that's created created by or registered by either state or an Indian tribe may be required to register. Now the guidelines outline 23 types of companies that do not have to file. Some of these would be a publicly traded company, a governmental authority, a bank, credit union, money service industry, securities brokers, insurance companies, accounting firms. If you're tax exempt or if you're an entity that assists a tax exempt entity, a subsidiary of a large operating company, and if you have a business that's inactive, then those type companies would not have to register. Other than that, you would. Now, if you have a sole proprietorship, you're not required to file that unless you had to register your sole proprietorship with the Secretary of State. What about a farm? What if you have a like a hobby farm like we have? It depends. If you're reporting your income on the farm through your Schedule F on your income taxes, then I think no. But if you set it up as a business with an LLC, then yeah, you would have to do the reporting on The key is if you've registered your company with your Secretary of State's office in your state. Yes, that seems like the main driver for it. Now, what about a corporation that's not one of these reporting agencies like an accounting firm or something like that? What if I have a corporation set up and I'm selling retail on Amazon? If your corporation is not publicly traded, then yes, you would have to do the registration with FinCEN. Okay. Why did they decide that we have yet another type of reporting that we have to do? Well, some would argue it's probably just more busy work for the government, but they say that the real reason is they want to make 
company owners more transparent so that it's easier to spot illegal activities like financing terrorism or money laundering or something like that. They set up laws and regulations that kind of set the field that play our business on. This is just another registration you have to do for your business. Like if you sold your products on Amazon, you might have to register for sales tax in your state. If I set up my business, if I had set it up before the end of 2023, how long do I have to go ahead and register my business if I'm not an exempt business? If you were existing before January 1 of 2024, then you need to file by January 1 of 2025. Now, if you form a new company on or after January 1 of 2024, then this filing needs to be done within 90 days after you receive the actual or public notice that your company's registration is effective. In the state. So after January 1, let's say it's January 3rd, you went and put your company together, you filed it with the Secretary of State in the state that you were in, and once you get your paperwork, which if you do it online is typically immediately, and once you get your notification that your company has been formed and you have that organizational documents, then you would have 90 days from that point. Exactly. To file. Exactly. Is there any fee related to it? No, there is no fee related to it. How often does a company need to register? The company would only need to re-register if there's a correction, if there was an error in their filing, or if they had a change. If they had some sort of change, like say they changed their company name or added a trade name, or they had a change to the people they're filing the information with, say a change with one of the owners or an ownership change in the company, then they would have to update their filing. Let's say if a company decides to no longer be in existence, would they need to go in and update that information? That's a real good question. And I didn't explore that. I know that inactive companies don't need to file, but I don't know what happens if you have a company that is active and then they decide to shut down if there's anything new that needs to be done there. Is there any other information that you think is important for our listeners to hear? Well, I think it's what is the company going to be filing? What information is the company sharing there? I actually know the answer to that because I filed or I registered our company. Okay. So that I would know what that's like. So go ahead and talk a little about what information you had to provide. So first of all, you want to go to the website fincen.gov slash B-O-I. So I'll just say that one more time. It's F as in Frank, I, N as in Nancy, C as in Cat, E as in Elephant, N as in Nancy, dot gov slash B as in Boy, O as in Octopus, I as in Indiana. I should have picked states for all those letters. So you want to go to that website. It's in the top of the screen, but it's over to the right, and it says File. You'll see a blue box that says Prepare, and that's where you can click on links such as How do I file? Do I qualify for an exemption? How do I get a FinCEN ID? And then right next to that box, which is lighter color, it's almost like a a white, it says file and you click on file a report using the BOI, I'm not quite sure how they're pronouncing it, but the BOI e-filing system and I clicked on that to file and that took me to a different website, it's called boiefiling.fincen.gov and on there when you get to that page you want to click on file BOIR. And once I clicked on there, it took me 
into a screen where I had three choices. I could file a PDF, and if you file a PDF, you fill out that PDF, it lets you upload it, and then you go back in, you scan that, and then you submit it, you hit that submit button, and then you can submit it that way. Then the next choice was to file online, B-O-I-R, and you click on that, and then you're just filling in the prompts as it asks you. And then the next choice is system to system API, which we didn't have because we're just a really small company. I chose the file online. And once I went in there, it asked me the name, the state where the company was formed, the company address, the company EIN. So if you had a sole prop and you decided to not have an EIN, you would use your social security number. And then it has each member I had to put in there. So we are an LLC with two members. And so I had to put in first my information and then I put in your information. And that information consisted of my name, the address where we live, my phone number. And then I had to upload a copy of the front of my driver's license. So I had to first put in the driver's license information, which was the state and the driver's license number. And then I had to do yours with your name and your address and your driver's license information. And then taking that picture of the front of your driver's license and putting that in there. And then you have to certify it and sign it, basically certify and saying that all the information is true. Then you do an electronic signature and then you hit submit. And it took me all of maybe seven minutes. So BOI stands for Beneficial Ownership Information. When we talk about BOI or BOIR, BOIR is Beneficial Ownership Information Reporting. Basically, things that need to be reported is if you have an owner who directly or indirectly exercises substantial control over the reporting company or owns at least 25% of the company. Substantial control could be a senior officer or somebody who has the authority to appoint or remove certain officers or the majority of the directors or an important decision maker such as a president or somebody who has any other form of control. Then that's the information that's being reported right. when you fill that out. I wonder how many small business companies or people are going to go out there and say, oh, let me file it for you and charge a fee. And that's not necessary. You can do it yourself. I did it super easy. It took me all of, like I said, seven minutes. And part of that was having you take a picture of your driver's license and texting it to me so that I could then upload that into the program. Yeah, if you don't have a driver's license, then I'll take a passport. Some sort of oh, other, to know. some sort of other ID that has a picture, official ID with a picture. They would do that. It did have a list, and I didn't look at that list. I should have paid closer attention. I just had the driver's license, so I used that. But the point is, you don't want to be scammed into someone saying, "Oh, let me do it for you." It's really difficult. You want to make sure you do it right that sort of thing. It was super easy to do. It was basically just gathering the state that the company was formed in, the address of the company, the owners of the company's address, their driver's license. It was super quick and easy. So don't feel like you have to have someone do it for you. Now, say you have ownership in multiple companies. Say you have your farm and you've got a piece of rental property that's on an LLC. You would have to file for each one. Your choice would be you could either put in the information each time for each company that you have an ownership in, or you could obtain a FinCEN identification number once you as an individual have provided certain information to FinCEN. And then that identification number can be used in place of the information for yourself as the owner. 
And that was on there when I went in there. It said, do you want to create a FinCEN ID? And I chose not to do that. But if I would have done that, there was places where I could click on that ID. I could enter my ID number and it would, I think it autofills and already has the information in there. So that makes that process a whole lot quicker. Yeah. So that way you'd only be providing the information, the picture of your driver's license and stuff like that once. Now, where does someone go if they have more questions about FinCEN and the reporting and they have some questions that we didn't answer? Where is the best place for them to go to find out more information? Where I would go would be www.fincen.gov forward slash BOI hyphen FAQs. So www.fincen.gov. Dot .gov forward slash BOI hyphen, and that's the one that's in the middle, not the underscore, FAQS. And there provides a whole bunch of information that they've broken down, a lot more than what we've said here, that you're able to go through and make some decisions on what exactly you need to do. The other thing I'd like to point out is neither you or I are CPAs. So if you have any questions and you're concerned with how this might affect you or your business, please reach out to your CPA or your tax attorney and talk with them if you have more questions that aren't answered through the website. I think you need to note that there is a penalty if you don't file. How much is that penalty? If you fail to register, it could result in a civil penalty of $500 a day. A day? A, a day with a maximum fine of $10,000 and could be up to two years in prison. So if you have a qualifying company mm-hmm. that was formed before December 31st of 2023 and you don't file that company with FinCEN by the end of 2024, you could be fined $500 a day and also serve up to two years in prison. Yes, and that fine can apply to both individuals and the company. So... For example, our company, there's the two of us, so we could each be fined $500 a day up to $10,000, so that would be a total of $20,000. Then they could fine our company $500 a day, so that's 10 more thousand, so that's $30,000. And then each of us could spend two years in prison. Yep. Wow. That's how the law reads. Because of that, one thing I think you're going to see is if you have any loans for your company with a credit union or a bank, I think there's going to be some questions from your lender or your banker as to exactly if you filed and showing proof that you filed so that they make sure that that registration has at least been done. And if you get into a new business and you have to get, say, you have to get a a loan for your new business, then that's probably going to be a requirement that the lender is going to have to make sure that that is complete in order to give you that loan. That way there's one less thing that the lender has to worry about. So when I did the filing for our company, I did get a printout at the end of it, which it was like a reporting number. And then I was able to actually download the file that showed that I actually did the reporting. And I just saved that as a PDF on our computers. So if you do go to a lender or bank and they're asking for proof that you filed, you could just give them a copy of that. That's right. Some banks may do it with deposit accounts too. 
because just like you have to provide your information on your tax ID number or your the registration of the state you're in and stuff, this may become an important thing that they would want as well to make sure that you're compliant. For your business account. For your business account. Not your personal account. Yep. Well, those fines are pretty steep and it seems like it's a pretty serious thing that they want everyone to do. So it's make sure that if you have a company that you formed before the end of 2023, that you get that reported, you register with FinCEN by the end of 2024. And if you have formed a company after January 1 in 2024, that you get that done within 90 days of when you completed that registration with your Secretary of State's office. Yep. Uh, Seven minutes of time versus $10,000. That's pretty pretty easy decision. Well, 10000 for you, then 10000 for the company, and 10000 for any other owners, yep. plus the potential of two years in prison. Yep. Wow. It's not really difficult to do. We're setting here in early February, so this is probably something that maybe not a lot of people have heard about, but it's a new law that's just gone into effect. But you got plenty of time this year, but I'd go ahead and, you know, especially when you're working on taxes and stuff like that, it's always a good time to make sure you have all your registrations and everything like that current and up to date and got all that done. Do it now before you forget or put a reminder on your phone or on your calendar for another time if right now it's not convenient so that you don't forget to do it and just schedule it as an appointment so that you get that done so that you don't end up having any of those fines or any of that, any of those issues. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to research all of that and to read the all the facts and everything that they have on the FinCEN.gov website. Sure. My pleasure. <laughs> Just like like Chick-fil-A. I feel like I'm at Chick-fil-A. And like I said, I went through and did ours so that I could be able to talk about it and also get that task done for our small business. I hope you don't have any issues. And if you have any further questions, just check out the FinCEN.gov website or talk to your CPA or tax attorney. Well, great. I really appreciate folks listening to the Life, Love, and Money podcast. And Ange, why don't you tell them how they can hear about new episodes? The way that you can hear about new episodes is to subscribe to our Life, Love, and Money podcast. You can also go to my website, AngelaKLove.com. That's Angela, K-A-Y-E, love.com. And click on the podcast link at the upper right-hand side of the website. And you can see the latest episode there. We post a new episode every Friday. It's 20 to 30 minutes in length, give or take. And we hope to have you join us every week. Thanks, guys.